We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You've heard a ton about the great offers available to sports fans who want to gamble in Ohio, and we've got your answer Visit betql.com slash 923thefan to find offers available only in Ohio. BetQL will not only give you advice on the best bets, BetQL will also help your money go further by finding the best sign-up offers available. That's betql.com slash 923thefan. A lot to get to here. We were just having a conversation about uh, our kids cursing in front of us. John and Akron, real quick, buddy. We got about uh, 40 seconds. What you got for us? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in a grocery store. I'm losing signal. Kind of irritated. Why is that? Because he's losing well, signal. I can't, I can't tell you what I want to tell you. Oh, you got it real quick. Come on, buddy. Okay, I, I let my kids swear in front of me, but they've taken it to a new level where where they just do it for the sake of doing it, not because it merits the swearing. Hmm. That's a toughie. Wait, wait, you crack down on it, or are you just going to let it go more? Well, it, it just irritates me because I swear in front of them, and they, they, they've taken liberties that they shouldn't. Well, let's, well, let me ask you. How much do you curse, though? A lot. That's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault, John. Sorry about that, buddy. You, you, can't be mad at, you can't be mad at them. Like, I curse a lot. All right? I tried really hard when my kids were little to not say any swear words, and then they all turned one, and I was just like, bleep it, all right? I just it had a bad day, and they heard literally every word fly out of my mouth. But you can't curse excessively and then get excessively angry when, when you give them the liberty to curse, and then they curse excessively as well. That's accurate. So, you know what? I'm curious to hear what our next guest has to say on this. He is brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. 92.3 The Fan beat reporter, Daryl Ryder. What's up, buddy? I swear like a sailor, so I'm a terrible influence on kids. Nope, no, 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 because this is actually the perfect thing because I do know that you uh, curse like a sailor. <laughs> uh, you were cursing like a sailor when I met you when I, I think you were was it, you 19 and I was maybe 10 or 11. So I will ask you, when was the first time you cursed in front of your parents Without getting in trouble. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. There wasn't like a big moment? No. <laughs> See, I remember exactly. We were watching Beetlejuice. I was six years old, and Michael Caine, or Michael Caine, different movie. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton is on the, the model in the model truck, and he runs it into the tree, and it catches on fire, and he jumps up and goes, hey, nice bleeping model, and then honks himself. I did the exact same thing. I jumped up and did the exact same thing. 
and my parents died laughing. And when the laughter died down, I did it again. And they died laughing again. And I never gotten in trouble. And look where I am now, Daryl. You are an inspiration to many, Nick. Or at least to the few. And that's all I really care about. <laughs> Daryl, how we feeling is about the D.C. search? Uh, it looks like a three-man race headed to the weekend. But uh, wouldn't shock me if uh, it expanded a little. Yeah. What? Why? So why would they kind of key in on these four guys and then add more names to the pool after? Is that because they didn't hear what they want or is that because it was part of the plan all along? Due diligence, I you know, uh, and also to probably part of the plan. I get the request in with the four guys that they absolutely uh, felt compelled to talk to. Um, and then because, again, there's – competition out there there's coaching staffs being put together for the teams that are making head coaching changes and uh and then below that you have just other staff changes around the league so um you, they prioritized the four guys they really wanted to speak with and and uh, one of them now is out of the mix since uh, bill belichick decided to hold on to the mayo and so now it's down to to three guys and you know we'll see if they cast a wider net from there. Daryl, do we feel like Kevin Stefanski truly is going to have the most say in who he hires? I don't think he'll have all the say. And I don't necessarily agree that that's the way it should be done. I think that the head coach of the football team should have control of the coaching staff, who he hires, who he fires, mm -hmm. you know, et cetera. I just... I don't think you can run a coaching staff by committee. If it's not his hire, what should we take from three of the four guys linked to this job being linked to Bob Quinn from his New England days? Well, uh, here's, I think, part of the equation, too. Uh, because remember, Bob Quinn got promoted. Uh, he went from just like being a consultant. to uh, They gave him some fancy title. Um, and... So, you know, member Glenn Cook, he's interviewing with the, the Titans. Maybe Bob Quinn gets elevated in the front office if, uh, you know, Cook gets that job. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to say he's the man behind the curtains with, the, you know, pulling strings or anything like that, but certainly there's some, some input there. But when you look at these three guys – that are left standing. Two of them have head coaching experience. And uh, the other one seems to be a clone of Paul DePodesta, Andrew Barry, and Kevin Stefanski. So read into that. I, I kind of look more into that than I look into the Bob Quinn thing. So with that, uh, just in terms of, of, of three of these four guys having the Belichick tie, is this, and maybe Bob Quinn standing in the organization, is this further proof that Jimmy Haslam still has a little bit of a fixation with a New England organization? Well, they, they have six of things he doesn't have, and that's trophies. So I can understand the fixation. Um, I, I would just You caution. still think that should be the, the model franchise in the NFL, though, that the Browns should be striving towards being? What, you mean winning championships? Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good bar to How set. How many championships have they won without Tom Brady? None. Okay. 
That, that, I mean, I think that's my point. Like, but I maybe just think they think they better... have their Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson, which is why they gave up $230 million in six draft picks for him. Maybe. Just saying. It's a thought. <laughs> Daryl, what's easier? What, what's an easier fix this offseason? The offense or the defense? Um, I'd say the offense. Go on. They got you got all the core pieces there. Um, you've gotten a, a look see with Deshaun. Um, yeah, I, I just yeah. There's far fewer questions on that side of the ball, whereas on the defensive side, you don't even have a coordinator right now. Uh, you've you've got plenty of holes at just about every level, but the back end of the defense that you're going to have to address in the off season, uh, and. We're not talking just depth, guys. We're, we're talking starters. Like three out of the four starting defensive linemen need to be replaced potentially. Um, they've got to look at their linebacker situation. Uh, they've got a decision to make it safety. Do you bring back John Johnson the third, or do you you know get rid of him as a, a post-June first cut in a you know salary cap slash fit uh, move? So there, there's a litany of questions on the defensive side, and – that's why I think I'm a little more confident in things on the offensive side. Darrell, what's the priority for the Browns um, in this draft? Like, number one priority. Uh, probably defensive line. Um, I know they've drafted a couple of guys, you know, Togiai and, and Perry and Winfrey, so you can't say that Andrew Barry has ignored that. But... Yeah, that that front seven needs some work this off season. So I, I would have to say that the the number one priority there has got to be that front seven of the defense, preferably on the defensive line. Daryl, uh, what did you think of Jadavian Clowney's walk it back moment earlier today? I rolled my eyes and laughed because I, I just whatever, dude. Enjoy free agency. You're not coming back. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the problem is he might have cost himself beyond just that, though. Right? I just here, – here's the thing. When you make comments that are on the record and in the presence of teammates who can corroborate everything you said – oh, and by the way, they were recorded as well, right? And the, the person that writes the article goes out of their way within the article to specifically say that you weren't taking direct shots – at Miles Garrett or hold any animosity toward Miles Garrett that you're basically pointing all your venom and vitriol at the coaching staff and the organization. I don't know what you're apologizing to Miles Garrett for then. So I, yeah. Um, good luck in free agency, dude. That's, I just, I, the, the whole misrepresenting my comments nonsense. Just that just drives me nuts. Own what you said. Be a man. Own what you said. Daryl, can you believe it's been seven years since the Browns hired Hugh Jackson? Uh, no. It, Are you, I'm it, seeing all these videos come around. And, I know. Like it's like old... it's Hugh Jackson. Well, I thought one. I thought January 31st was Hugh Jackson Day, and apparently it's today. January 13, 2016. Well, I'll say this. The uh, standing ovation that he got in the Heroes Welcome. It was one of the most amazing and embarrassing things at the same time I've ever seen. Yes, and it culminated with him losing his pants in Lake Erie. So, <laughs> they're right. almost losing his well, pants in Lake Erie. It's actually kind of perfect we're having this conversation. Finish this sentence. 
Hugh Jackson would have worked out in Cleveland if? Uh, they didn't blow up the team. Like, if they had actually, instead of going with a full roster gut teardown the way they did, if they if they tried to, to keep the 4-12, group somewhat together, maybe he could have achieved some mediocrity here, but... I think the Browns ultimately did what they really needed to do, and that was burn the house down, gets, get the number one overall pick in back-to-back years, as painful and excruciating as that was to watch. Um, I mean, it probably was the right thing to do. Um, and But, yeah, I, I think that he probably, if they didn't cut Joe Hayden and, and some of the veterans that they got rid of right away and they didn't screw up the Mitchell Schwartz contract extension or re-signing or whatever, I, I think that, yeah, they probably could have gotten to 8-8 eight eight or something like that. But the, the roster wasn't ready to compete at the highest of levels. So hindsight being twenty twenty. As critical as I am that Paul D. Podesta is still employed by the Cleveland Browns, I'll give the guy his just due. He was probably right that they needed to burn the house down. Daryl, looking back since we've been on the air and all the coaches that we've had, given the fact that it is the seven-year anniversary of Hugh Jackson, who's the one coach you think maybe given a better opportunity, maybe a little bit more time you think could have could have actually panned out? Oh, boy. Can I tell you uh, mine? No, no, not none really come to mind because none of him. I, you know what? Mike I, I think Mike Patton. Mike Patton. Mike Patton would be the okay. guy. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same page. I, I got that in like a millisecond before <laughs> you said it. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Patton. Um, I, I would say probably if he if he didn't have a GM that absolutely despised him and vice versa, uh, and and they didn't saddle him with Johnny Manziel, um. And he was absolutely allowed to do things the way he really, really wanted to do. I'd say Mike Patton's the closest. Uh, Rob Chudzinski was a train wreck. Um, Since we're on the subject of great moments in Browns franchise history, let's never forget the post-Rob Chudzinski firing when Joe Banner and Jimmy Haslam sat up there and the reporter from Channel 19 asked if the Three Stooges were running the Cleveland Browns. I would have to say that that is one of the great moments in Browns franchise history that they should be really proud of. Daryl, uh, playoffs this weekend. Do you look at one team? Actually, no, no. If you could only pick one team, what one team do you think it's their year? I don't think there is a. I don't think that there is a team that it's their year. That's I, not. I, no, no. I didn't give you that option. That's why I said. I, I know, but I'm just telling. I just Chiefs. Then fine, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes going to oh, win another Super Bowl. Uh, you couldn't just go with the Bills, the no. Eagles. No. It's just you go back to the same I don't think thing. It, as good as the Bengals are, I don't think they get back to the Super Bowl. I think the AFC Championship game is going to be Bills v. Chiefs, right? That's how the bracket lines up, if I remember correctly. Um, and the winner of that game, I would probably pick to win the Super Bowl. The NFC's a, the NFC's a train wreck. Um, it, it, the Eagles got a shot, um, but I, I like whoever gets out of the AFC gauntlet. The most. You think Cornell's going to come back here against Yale? Who? Cornell. In what? Who? Who? Are you a, an owl? Who are you, Adam Sandler? Um, Say yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, fine. 
Shabadoo. Yeah, I like that. I like that attitude, Daryl. It's good stuff, man. I have no idea what you're asking me about, but okay. <laughs> Basketball. It's on the TV. It's called oh. FanDuel. We've got a lot of money on it. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, you. So you you have a vested interest in the outcome of that game. Yeah, kind of okay. kind of being kicked in the gambling nards right now. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Well, um, I, I feel Big pretty Red's good. Due for a run here. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about the 49ers over the Seahawks. Feel good about the Bills over the Dolphins. Bengals to beat the Ravens. Tom Brady stays perfect against the Cowpokes. Not so great when it comes to Vikings, Giants. Uh, flip a coin. I'll take the Giants just because I'm not all that enamored with the Vikings. And oh, as shout much out Vicari. Vicari's like high. He's back here, like behind the scenes, as is as, as, you know a Giants fan, just like Roth. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and uh, the 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 Jaguars. As much as I'd love to pick them to knock off the Chargers, uh, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. So I'll take uh, the team formally from San Diego now playing in a market that nobody cares that they're there. Uh, that's very fair. Um, what's the best quarterback matchup this weekend? Well, I'll say Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. Uh, you, I can't get you in a little bit of Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Nah, that'd be number two. When I'm, when I, when I'm looking at these matchups, I'd say that's probably number two. Daryl, you're never number two. Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) You're always number one. (laughs) Have a great weekend, buddy. Love you, and uh, enjoy the playoff. You too, guys. See you, buddy. I bet you Daryl would just be fire in the playoffs. What do you mean? I mean, like, obviously at work, he'd be very good. If the Browns were in the playoffs? Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, if the Browns were in the playoffs, but Daryl didn't have to work and he can get him liquored up, I bet you you'd be so much fun. Oh, I'm into that. I bet you when Daryl cuts loose. I actually have seen Daryl cut loose a couple times. Have you really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Combine 2017. Ooh. Yeah, he's got a freak flag. He's got to let him fly it. Oh. Where did you think I was going to go there? I, I didn't know. Don't call me dangerous for nothing. The concern in your eyes was very, very real. Model franchises and who the Browns should emulate next on 92.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.